We want to use the new theme song or the old standby? Yeah, let's give the shots a new one. Why not? All right. All right. So we've got our uh, officially not a sponsor. And uh, here we go. When these dads meet world, watching boy meets world. We grew up on the show, now we have kids. And host a podcast, we watch each episode and then share our thoughts and grades. When these dads meet world. They want you to take the roles. They do. They want you to take the roles. Welcome, one and all. <laughs> to uh dad's meet world it's giving us a little different vibe with this new theme song brett and it i is. do it's like a it much more I... mellow vibe yeah yeah the other one i felt like i had to come in and be like hello welcome but this is like hey you know <laughs> we're in it you know we're, we're gonna talk let's chat um yeah. i am dad number one this week tyler uh i um where are i going i don't know uh brett you want to introduce yourself <laughs> Dad number sure, two. I'm dad number two. Yeah, and if you're joining it's just us on different vibes, it's messing with my head. It's it's totally messing with your head. If you're joining us on YouTube, we're uh, debuting video this week. Uh, that's not just the static image. Uh, you can see over my shoulder. It's uh, Halloween time here in Ohio. Uh, that's Steve over my shoulder. I didn't turn yeah. his eyes on. That would blink creepily at you the entire episode. So you're welcome. Good looking people. It's a little disappointing. <laughs> I do yeah. like you still have uh, you you have on display the uh, the jersey from Smallville. So if anyone's watching, oh, you can I, catch I will, that. I will always have that Smallville Crows Letterman's jacket up there. <laughs> uh, give me one second, Sarah's got to use the ice bin. Go ahead. Okay. See, what you, what you need is you just need to get a big Dad's Meat World tapestry from the Dad's Meat World shop. <laughs> just hang it behind you until you get it all set up. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say what we do at this podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. If you don't know, if this is the first okay, time you're back. here, I'm sorry. I'm a little, <laughs> a little disorganized, but uh, this is a podcast. Welcome we back. Go, like, episode by episode. <laughs> yeah, this is Dad's Meat World. We give uh, takes as dads on the show Boy Meets World, a show we love and, uh, you know, completely just want to talk about. So that's what we're doing here is we're just take, giving our takes as dads and trying to just lift up your spirit a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's right. Normally, we love the show. <laughs> we know you love the show or you wouldn't be listening. So we want to have exactly. uh, a, it's, it's like a dad to dad to maybe you're a dad, maybe you're a kid chat and uh we share our love. Yeah. So how are you, Tyler? Exactly. Well, that's where, that's the problem, Brett, is we are in chaos at our house. Uh, Henry's been dealing with some hand, foot, mouth, which if you've had a kid that has dealt with oh, hand, foot, mouth, you know that is miserable. Yeah. Um, Grayson had it once, and he literally, like, he had it, like, basically for a day, and then it was, like, nothing. But it was, like, you know, the policy, he couldn't come back. And so he was fine for like a whole week and just had a whole week off with this kid. However, he just has these spots that won't go away. And the babysitter mm. is like, you can't come until these are taken care of. Yeah. And they, they haven't changed like at all in a week. And we're like, he needs to go back. Oh. Good night. I love you. I um, so, yeah. Guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, 
he's miserable but he's also happy so he's got a lot of energy but also <laughs> in pain miserable yeah. all that jazz and then the other one last night started i think a 24-hour uh bug um he just couldn't keep anything down and had a nice big mess on the couch that i had to clean up um I was actually on my way to a, a meeting and i got a call and it was like um you need to come home <laughs> i said okay <laughs> uh so yeah a little yeah, a little bit of chaos. So having one dealing with an actual like throw up sickness and another one dealing with an illness of, you know, both miserable and both want mommy and uh, both can't have mommy at the same time. So yep. makes it nice and fun and uh, intense for my wife. So oh, of course, that's why she gets it's a pass for good. trying to get ice right now, Brett, because she's exhausted <laughs> and needs her her time. <laughs> Oh, but how are you, Brett? Yes. Is, is, there, is something else good happening in the world? Tell me there's something else good. Oh, yes. We're in uh, the final week of marching band and football here. Uh, our team's not going to the playoffs. We're like two and six so or whatever. We have two wins, so we're not going to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> you started with two had, wins uh, and you're ending with two wins. Yeah, we were like two and two and one for a little bit there uh yeah <laughs> that's all right but uh yeah this this week was the uh every every year for their last marching band practice they do a halloween theme so they do costumes and there's uh a band booster brings out a food truck for them so they do dinner before practice they haze the freshmen a little bit by making them think they're going to run the entire practice again by themselves and so Abby waited until mm, two days ago. To, this is tonight. It took place two days ago to formally actually request, hey, because they do squad themed. Uh, there's Squads are four members, and then there's sections based on their instruments. Abby waited until two days ago to actually formally request that we get the costume for her uh, her for tonight and so we're running around trying to get the squad their squad was five nights at freddy's so you've got four clarinets running around as five nights at freddy's and we found a child's which almost fit my 16 year old just a little too snug so she cut the bottom half off wore the top half and the the child's mask toby Life. waited until yesterday to actually even mention to me to my knowledge what his squad's theme even was the entire trombone section was doing madagascar his squad was the penguins and toby was what is it nitro is the one that does the bombs so sure. toby waits until yesterday to actually ask us to do anything for his costume <laughs> so we get on Amazon, we look at all the stores in the area. We got Abby a, uh, a like a, an actual like Japanese penguin sleeper penguin costume type thing a uh, year or two mm -hmm. ago for Christmas. Can we find it? No. So we're looking around nope. trying to find stuff. I can get stuff here tomorrow, maybe Saturday, but nothing overnight. So mm -hmm. I'm way home from work today. I'm throwing. I, I stop in the craft store, and I managed to 
safety pin together on one of my charcoal hoodies. <laughs> I put together uh, just like this foam, really thin foam core, white belly, and uh, an orange bill, and some really big googly eyes. So nice. he's a penguin. And I found out afterwards <laughs> one of the four members of his section wore a French maid's costume because that was penguin colors. Okay. So that's what's good going on in the world. And tomorrow night is senior night. It's the last home football. It's the last football game of the year. So yeah, that's all right. So as long as it was a good season, that's all that counts, I guess. It was. It, it showed memories. a lot of promise. Memories. Good memories. The football team had a lot of promise. The band, of course, was fantastic as always. A couple of good, uh, good band shows and. Yeah, just a, a good season or all around. So, yes, I would say so. So, so what I do you say? say we could... Well, I, just real quick, just a real quick comment, just a real quick yeah, question. Go for it. So, uh, I, I get that people are in band. I was never in that world. So, mm -hmm. like, as a parent of two band people compared to having one band person, is there a difference in you guys trying to watch the two of them while they're performing? Is it kind of complicated? Like, do you oh, and Kelly insane. go, okay, now I'm watching Abby, now I'm watching Toby, now we switch, so that way we're it, watching we, what they're we, doing? It's insanity, because even though they're <laughs> on the same, this marching band does some really intense formations. I mean, this is one of the most committed marching bands in the region. And some of the formations they do, it's impossible for either one of us to keep an eye on both of them. So sometimes we swap off. Sometimes we'll we both be on one. Sometimes we'll both be on the other. It's just insanity. It took us like three weeks to really know exact. Well, okay, maybe not three weeks. But it took us a couple of games to really mm -hmm. be able to know exactly which one was Toby because... Toby has long hair. Toby has uh -huh. to wear his hair up because of the uniform. We're looking at Toby up in the stands, down in the middle of the football field. It's very difficult to make out which one is Toby sometimes yeah. without his hair. That's fair. Well, and I'll say this. Most of the people that are in my marching band, it was always obvious who was who, where they were. It was not hard to find mm -hmm. them, so... <laughs> But also yeah. their uniforms allowed for the, like for their shapes and sizes to be more noticeable, I would say, where I'm assuming your guys is like everyone looks identical just about. Pretty much. I mean, you know, there's there's some variation, you know, there's some bigger bodies, but the uniform itself, it, it keeps pretty, pretty, pretty similar all across. Yeah, that's all right. All righty. Well, my well what do you say we get now, into so... the last temptation yeah. of Corey? That's what I was going to say. I just got to pull up the script and then I'm solid. So, all um... right. Well, I'll go <laughs> through my part for here. a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll go, vamp. Give, me, give me that synopsis. That's right. We do that thing. <laughs> all right. Well, good looking people. We're going to look at the ninth episode of season three this week. It is, as I mentioned, The Last Temptation of Corey. Gee, I wonder if that title or reference will come up in the uh, deep dives. Now, while Topanga is sick, Corey becomes the object of a pretty girl's insistent affections. Will he give in to temptation? 
Meanwhile, Eric spends his money in a get-rich-quick scheme. Does he have a piece of valuable baseball memorabilia or just a piece of junk? This episode was written by Suzanne Myers and Judy Toll. Myers, this is the first of three episodes. She also wrote Train of Fools, and she was credited for Stormy Weather, both later this season. And for Toll, this is the first of two that she's credited for, also including Train of Fools. And uh, unfortunately, she passed away in 2002 from melanoma. Uh, this episode was directed by David Trainer, who, of course, directed nearly all of season one and two. And this is the first of his uh, four season three episodes that he'll direct. Originally aired December 1st, 1995. Currently enjoys a IMD rate, IMDB rating of 7.9. And it is time for everyone's favorite game show. Vast emotional damage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Tyler. I'm right. I'm right. That's the wrong button. Yes. Every week, good-looking people, we like to look at the Nielsen numbers when people and dinosaurs roam the earth together. And my parents could ride to work on a dinosaur. And little boxes sat on top of... Wow, that got short. <laughs> okay. Apparently, I reloaded the short clip in. But uh, That's all right. we, measured, we measured viewers in numbers with little boxes. And the previous episode had a 16.6 million uh, viewers who tuned in. Tyler, what do you think this episode pulled in? Oh... What did you say the number was? I'm sorry. Uh, previously, it was 16.6. All right. Um, dang. Let's go with 15. 15 is the guess. You are not a winner of the prices, right? Only 13 million tuned in on this cold December wow. night. Yeah. Big sharp drop off. Apparently, December yeah. 1st was people were busy elsewhere. <laughs> Apparently. Now, before we get into everything, I just want to note uh, there. Uh, you know, we do we do go by these as they aired, but I do like to note here and there that in TV world, episodes are not aired as they are produced or as they were even written to be produced. The production code for this episode falls before Truth and Consequences, Hometown Hero, This Little Piggy, City Slackers and rave on and it originally in the production scheme was supposed to come directly after he said she said so production wise this episode was supposed to be it was intended to be the fifth episode of the season so when you go back through and you watch this episode again and i'll probably put it out on our social channels i broke everything down into what you know the, the actual production code you can find it on uh you can find it online pretty easily, but uh-huh. uh, it's interesting. The first, the second half of the season is pretty much as they, pretty much as it was intended, but the first half is just yep. all over the place. So well, yeah, the first season did that too, because um, second season but, too, uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, the uh, team, the team B or whatever, I can't remember how they did. The B team the of life, team, <laughs> B team of life. Yes, it. 
It was like episode 18 and it, it was mm-hmm. recorded with the original <laughs> uh, during grouping. So, like golf season or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it's not surprising because some of the things that are stated, like, you know, a charity uh, walk for the homeless being done in December, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But for it to be a part of like the fall season right after Eli got hired, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give a I won't have as much of a soapbox then as I initially was going to. <laughs> I I short-circuited your soapbox. <laughs> well, don't worry. I have a whole... I have a conspiracy right. theory that we'll get to later. <laughs> so don't you worry. I have plenty that I can go off on. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't short-circuit your get-off-my-lawn energy then. <laughs> well, it won't be get-off-my-lawn. It's mostly a... Uh, am I the only one noticing this? Am I the only one seeing this? Am I the first person to bring this up? Why is no one else saying anything? Where Where the is the internet? It's out there. I, I have well, to say, <laughs> well, hold on. I have to say this real quick because in other well, podcasts I listen to, your, <laughs> to your world. No, no, it's just in other podcasts I listen to, I there's information out there that shows are talked about on the internet. All the shows that are pre like real in social media internet. It's kind mm-hmm. of crazy to me how much little information is truly out there about specific things that are ha- that happen, unless someone from the cast or people like talk about it, which they don't because you know back in the day you made your show and then you move on to the next show. Like it's interesting because like if you look at the Office, any podcast that comes out about the Office, there is loads of information out there. But when it comes to something mm-hmm. like Boy Meets World and even stuff you know like Full House and whatnot. Even if people make the podcasts that are that are on there, they don't always have all the information. So it's just yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> what well, what TV has become after social media internet is is crazy oh, to yeah. me. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Anywho, <laughs> we uh, we start this episode at the school. Brett Corey is on the phone talking to Topanga because yes, Topanga's she's, sick. She's sick. How could she be sick? She'd never catch a cold. <laughs> yes. She takes some special uh, trout fluid. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I clipped a Fish little oil. bit of this this uh, post phone call. Uh, I just enjoyed it so oh. much. Uh, well, let, me, please. let me bring the volume back up here a little bit. <laughs> Toby. Oh, drop dead. We're in love. Not us. <laughs> Do that again, and I will hurt you. Sean, I'm not embarrassed about it. I mean, Topanga and I are serious. We do everything together. Hi, Corey. Love that shirt. Hey, thanks. Underneath it, I'm half naked. <laughs> you and Topanga do everything together, huh? Even flirt with Libby Harper? Flirt? I was just being friendly. Besides, girls like Libby Harper don't flirt with me. Well, that was before. Now you have the scent. Well, what exactly is the scent? I'll tell you about the All scent. Right, stop. <laughs> It means women want you. Why? Because they can't have you. You're with Topanga. They think you're unavailable. Virgo. They want you. Virgo. Virgo. The scent. The scent. We're in love. Now, I will say this is a little bit of rehashing from last season uh, when... Mm -hmm. 
uh, Corey and Sean were talking about him being with Wendy and girls flirting with him and him being mm-hmm. confused and saying, hey, you know, they're interested in you. You're hot. You know, go for it. Yeah. Um, no. But still, you know, well, and as, as, as we get into this, um, just to share, Libby Harper is played by Lindsay McKeon. Uh, this is first of two times that we'll see her on Boy Meets World. She'll also show up again down the road in season five for the first Girlfriends Club. Uh, she has 49 acting credits to her name, including Saved by the Bell, The New Class, Third Rock from the Sun, Grounded for Life, CSI Miami, Cold Case, Without a Trace, House, Veronica Mars, One Tree Hill, 90210, all the teen dramas, Supernatural, NCIS, and others. And uh, fun fun factoid, Boy Meets World was her first credited role. Nice. Yeah, and so uh, Missy Robinson also uh, is played by Elizabeth Har- Harnois. I believe I'm I'm guessing, but based on the spelling, it's Harnois. <laughs> it's either Harnois or Harnois, and I'm going with Harnois. Uh, it's her first and only time that will she will see her on Boy Meets World. Uh, she has 53 acting credits to her name, including Highway to Heaven, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Brotherly Love, which she guested on with Matthew Lawrence, Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place, Charmed, Criminal Minds, CSI Miami, One Tree Hill, CSI, and others. What did you think uh, about I think Corey? <laughs> I think you're forgetting to say, Brad, that she was also in My Day with the President's Daughter. Oh, yeah. My Day with her. So happening. Yeah, yeah. I wondered if you'd pick up so, on that. I was leaving that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's it's there. It's it's never not there. So, yes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is, in fact, uh, if you were with us last uh year uh when uh we had some situations our, during our the holiday very first season extra credit episode yes uh my wife and i went through and did uh, my date with the president's daughter so we, i learned some very interesting things about her and her opinions on boy meets world that day yes, and yeah. if you want to know more about the female perspective of uh hollywood and uh boy meets world land i i recommend yes. giving it a, a chance yeah, watch. Uh, go back and listen to uh, extra credit. My date with the president's daughter. Yes. So, yes. what did you think about Corey and his? I'm not flirting, but uh, underneath it, I'm mostly naked. Uh, it's just, <laughs> uh, it's that thing with Corey of like he just says things it's like it's thing like he doesn't think about it and he just <laughs> goes for it and says, um, yeah. So I don't. I don't get Corey sometimes like I'm just being friendly. Well, you don't just say that to anyone there, doofus. So you don't tell any guy don't that underneath your clothes, you're naked. I mean, <laughs> normally I don't. So yeah. also I wouldn't say that to a girl that I'm not dating or even to my wife. I wouldn't say that to. <laughs> I'd probably tell my wife, but yeah, I wouldn't tell anyone else. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm goofing around with a group of guys that I hang out with, maybe, but it'd have to be the right group mm-hmm. of guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway. I don't know. It's just also that way that sometimes they have Corey talk, like he's he was ready for that one liner, and it's just odd, he's had but... it in the chamber. He's just been waiting to use it. 
That <laughs> could be it. He's like, I just, I've been thinking about this joke, and I just want someone to say something, it's and I'll stuck. just, well, bam. That, it's just, it's stuck. You got to get it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Corey has the scent, which we talked about this in season two. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those deals where it's just a trope, I guess, in TV of, hey, if you're dating someone, people are more interested in you. You're off the market. People want to get you, you know, you're, you're more able, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, I just like, he goes, it's not like a girl like Missy Robbins is going to just come have short talk with me. And then all of a sudden she's like, Corey. <laughs> Corey Matthews. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, did you know that the sun sets today at six fifty two? That's that's rather impressive small talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun fact. Um, I'll just go ahead and blow this uh, little deep dive because it's not really a deep dive. It's mostly just a f- correction. Uh, the it's a puddle time jump. of. Well, the time at Philadelphia in which the uh, sun would have been setting was a, would be about like 448. So even if we say, um, you know, 450, even five o'clock ish, uh, still not even remotely close to almost seven. <laughs> not in December now, maybe anyway. In, but well, maybe, maybe in California. In September. <laughs> yeah. September, yes. You know what? If we, gosh dang it, I'm sure if <laughs> it was set on the date that it should have been, it could have been that time because that is could roughly in September when the sun starts going down. It really is like you go back to school, all of a sudden the sun comes down super quick. Yeah. So, much. but yeah, so Missy Robinson is talking to him. It kind of freaks him out a little bit. Uh, they're in class and Sean's talking to, uh, Corey and Missy is sitting in Topanga's seat in Feeney's class. Um, very much, he's very much someone's been eating my porridge type of vibe to it. Yeah. He talks about, you know, uh, Goldilocks and the three bears. Um, I do like that. You can tell, I don't know. It's, it's just the actress is making a choice or she was told to do this, but she is clearly hearing everything they're saying and she is re- reacting to it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's for Topanga. Like she's supposed to act like she's only paying attention to class. She's not paying attention to Corey and Sean, but Missy Robbins is not there to learn. She is there to flirt with Corey. And that's the whole reason she's sitting where she's sitting. Oh yes. Completely. So, <laughs> <laughs> then Mr. Fee, this is one of my favorite bits in the whole show, is he goes, Mr. Matthews, what did I say? I don't know. I was too busy listening. Hmm, very good. Mr. Hunter? <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt and the... Oh, yeah, Franklin Roosevelt deal. and the New Deal. Oh, dear, dear Lord, he's Lord, right. He's right. <laughs> it's been my, my answer for two, two years. years. <laughs> Sooner or later, I had to pay off. That that's it's gold. I it was oh, fantastic. Gosh. I love that. Oh, I was too busy absorbing to listen. Hmm, good one. <laughs> that that whole sequence I just, is perfect. I love that he's just he's so used to their excuses. 
Um, I'll even say, like, I was watching a little bit of uh, college years, and Feeney at that point is just so just, yeah, yeah, I know what your excuses are, just, I know the situation, it's fine. (laughs) But, you know, at this point still, he's, like, just kind of amusing them, like, go ahead, tell me the reason why. Um, Lord, he's right. Uh, but we find out apparently they're doing a um, they have some sort of history project that is uh, talked about the Great Depression. Yes. Yeah, something they don't say what the project is or what they're supposed to be doing, but they're supposed to be partners. And it's a partner. Sean project, and Corey. Yeah. yeah, they are like, we are clearly going to be partners. And uh, Feeney's like, share the wealth. Yes. <laughs> so. Corey and Sean. And again, this feels like a first couple weeks of school situation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, first two weeks, first three weeks, the first project, Feeney is like, just go with someone else once is, is the general vibe you have. Uh, oh, yeah. Not like into December. In December, teachers don't care. They're like, yeah, sure, I don't care. Be with whoever you want to be with. Yeah, if they've got a small project that late into the year, they're just like, fine, just get it over with. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, Missy, because uh, she's in the class with them, is like, Corey, why don't we be partners? And yes. uh, Corey's like, no, no, I should do double the work and do it myself. <laughs> Until Trini, who normally is partners with Topanga. And what is she going to do? How- no one gets no her one like gets she her. does. <laughs> And so Feeney brings her by and says, uh, she needs a partner. And Corey says, I'm taken. Taken. Very, very specific wording. Yeah. And, and of course, the arm around the shoulders. Corey is not doing a good job of being a boyfriend. And it, it does make sense. The acting choices, the wording choices for a early relationship Corey, mm-hmm. not for a been with the same girl since September Corey. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I also can attribute this to, if we're going with, this is the time period that's happening. Corey just sometimes just gets a big head. Yeah. And, doesn't always realize what he is doing, especially with girls and how they may react to it. So, yeah, he's 14, yeah. 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Corey does. <laughs> Corey's yeah. not emotionally intelligent, really. Yeah, um, that is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, his emotional intelligence is not high. And he finds out someone paid for his lunch. And... Yes, but, but... <laughs> Brett, you have to keep in mind that Topi Giglio won't mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, Missy pays for Corey's lunch, oh, um, yeah. which is a baller move in middle school, I will say, or ninth grade. Yeah. Um, it is. You know, and... I don't... I don't know how we Geneva did it when you were there, but uh, 
when you would swipe your card, you can say, mm-hmm. ah, get the next couple of guys as well. Oh, yeah. you just have so many meals, you could never use them all. Oh, yeah. We did that, too. They were just introducing yeah. the ability to use your card off campus when I graduated. So Nice. Got a lot of Papa John's. Also not <laughs> sponsored. Not yet. Not yet. I was just starting to be able to use it at Pizza Joe's when I left campus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that place really wasn't a thing once I be no Pizza Joe's. I'm sorry. Yes, you couldn't use it when I was there. It was only Papa John's. Yeah, interesting. I think so. Hmm. Yeah, but either way, um, we're in the cafeteria still. Corey's gonna go sit with Missy because that's not scandalous at all for a boy who's dating another girl to go sit with a different girl to- alone Topo at jo- table. Topo Gijo's not gonna mind. <laughs> Topo Gijo. Topo Yeah, but uh, we run into our favorite teachers, Mr. Feeney, yes. Eli, and uh, Turner. And they're sitting down, Turner and Eli, and they're eating lunch. And Feeney comes up to them to ask, hey, uh, what about pledging for my uh, race that I'm going to be a part of? And Turner's like, I already pledged you $2 a mile. He goes, oh, $2 Dollars for man. shame. <laughs> I do like when Feeney's yeah. trying to work someone over. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, he hook, line, and sinkers Eli so quickly. Oh, he swindles him. Yes. And, you know, uh, part apparently, of this, I, I see part of that as Eli, new teacher, trying to, you know, probably trying to suck up to the boss a little bit. But, yeah, he definitely gets taken for a ride. <laughs> yeah. It, yes. There is no other way to put it. A Feeney scammed him bad. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Because Feeney tells the story about how around this time of the year, when it starts to get damp, his his arthritis really kicks up. And it was so bad last year. He was a no-show, and he can't do that again this year. And uh, he's worried that even if he gets a few blocks, you know, it's for charity. It's for the homeless people. And Eli, trying to be a good person, (laughs) says, you know what? Mark me down for 50 bucks a mile. So that way, if you only get a mile, then you know you're getting 50 from me at least. That's right. Which, you know, if if Feeney's story was legit, that's a good move. Mm -hmm. Feeney is lying. (laughs) Feeney is lying. One of the reasons I believe that Corey and Sean and Eric don't get in as much trouble for their shenanigans is because Feeney would have done the same. Feeney's already pulled the same crap. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why Feeney is always so quick to catch on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Corey's trying to talk about the assignment. He's he's like, listen, this is the business thing. I am only talking about the assignment. Let's talk about the assignment. She goes, well, what about Friday night? I'm having a party. Come over and we'll talk about at my party. Yeah. And he goes, okay, well, I guess... only if we talk about the Great Depression, it wouldn't be a party <laughs> if we didn't. I give full credit to Corey. With as much as he has been flirting, he is making every effort to make this uh, partnership about the assignment about the assignment. Mm-hmm. He's not actively trying to cheat on Topanga here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then we get interrupted by um, Trini, Trini. Uh, wondering if Corey wants to go with her over to Topanga's house after school. And Corey's acting like he got caught cheating. Oh, and I is... this one. Oh, good. Go ahead. What? You think you're the only person who cares about poor sick Topanga? I'll have you know that I love the girl. And she's all I think about. I'm thinking about her now. And now. And now I'm going over there to think about her. <laughs> I'm thinking about her now. And now, and I'm going to go over there to think about her now. <laughs> yeah, very innocent. Very innocent indeed. Oh, yes, uh, totally. We finally go to the Matthews house, Brett. Mm-hmm. And we see Corey and Eric, or Corey and Sean walking in, going through the into the living room. And Eric is holding the family photo. <laughs> he hands it to Sean and says, take this. Yeah, take and this. she walks, walks up the door. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what is oh, happening puts a, a <laughs> hole through the uh drywall and then uh the next thing you see is alan coming through going eric what are you doing i had to wrestle this out of sean's hands uh, so apparently, so dumb, but i love it <laughs> uh, eric spent two hundred dollars at a memorabilia store uh to buy a picture of uh teddy beanbag bagwell uh, who is two pitches away, two hit pitches away from the all-time uh, hit-by-pitch record. Which will then make him, yeah. this pitcher, worth a lot of money because it's autographed. So it's going to make it mm-hmm. him a lot of money, and then they can afford to buy a new family. <laughs> there are some everyone to go to college. holes in Eric's plan. And I'll start with this. Yeah. A... You gotta have a buyer. B, where did Eric get $200? Because we've established he doesn't have a job this year. And clearly he doesn't have an allowance that's going to give him $200. Money means nothing to these boys. They throw around money (laughs) willy-nilly. It doesn't matter. I mean, maybe at this point, just their grandma sends them money all the time because she never sees them. Maybe that's how they have yeah, money. Because I maybe it's it Brett, birthday money. Honest to goodness, they <laughs> never have real jobs. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. Even when they're supposed to have a real job, they don't have real jobs. So Closest maybe their grandma is just <laughs> costly sending them money now because she never sees them. Who knows? Maybe. We never get confirmation of grandma passing away. She wasn't at the wedding, so who knows? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to the next scene, and uh, Corey is coming up to visit uh, with Topanga, and uh, uh, yes. Trini is already there. And yep. She goes, oh, you two probably need a moment together. And she goes, well, actually, Trini. And she goes, okay, I'll stay another hour, but just another hour. How long has this girl been there? I'm going to say probably about 20 minutes. I think she's been there since after school. Like, however long it took Corey to get there, she's. I think she's been there for at least an hour, if not more. <laughs> Corey had enough time to get home, maybe eat something, and then go visit her. And then go to Missy That's Robin's it. house. I was assuming Corey. Well, let's see. What day is this even? 
It's the same day. It's all the same day, Brett. <laughs> it's Friday. She's sick. Partners. Party. All of it. <laughs> Pitcher. Oh, uh, well. I do think they established it is all happening on, on that same day. Yeah, they do. Mr. Robinson takes a big swing at Corey on one day. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Corey really is. Um, he tries to minimize the whole Missy Robin situation. You know, does the whole doesn't he remember her name? But Trini has filled Topanga in. Yeah. Yeah. Corey's trying to play it cool. And she's like, yeah, I know it's Missy Robbins. I trust you. Yeah, and he fishes for permission to go to the party, and she gets it, and uh, he's going to bring her back ice cream and promises he's going to. If I'm not here by 9 o'clock, then we must be at war. I don't know what type of... Uh, here's my one of my frustrations with Boy Meets World. There's no context of the distance between Corey's house, Topanga's house, and chubbies like how close are mm-hmm. all these things like is it one of those yeah. deals where it's just a few blocks away and just driving is faster but also like as a teenager it takes you 20 minutes walking to get there like what is the actual difference i'd love to or know do they gotta but... hop on a do, do they gotta hop on a bus for a dozen stops you know right but it's like it feels like teenagers get there on their own they don't need help getting there um and vice versa. It feels like Corey can get to everywhere he needs to go just by walking, which is fine. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What was yeah, that? I, oh, I, I inadvertently tapped a button for a clip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's going to try to get the ice cream for Topanga because he loves her. And then Corey and Sean get to a party in a basement. Yeah. Surprise! Yes, it's a uh, four-person-only party. Yes, Corey. Uh, the gone girl from... who initially hit on Corey, <laughs> who is interested from... in Sean and Missy, who's interested in Corey. Yeah, he's gone from geek party to makeout party. <laughs> yes, and since you're bringing that up, let's talk about this now, Brett. All right, let's talk. <laughs> I have watched several episodes now of Boy Meets World because a thought kept creeping into my head that I couldn't get out of it and I had to confirm it. And so from my observation in several episodes, there is one basement that they use for this show, at least for these, it does look these remarkably three, two familiar. seasons, because this this is the same basement as from the first one, the Geek Party. Um that uh, Corey was at the makeout party as well. This was also featured. And I think there's another, at least one more. I think they use, I think it's four times they use it in this show, if not at least the three. So this is the only basement set that they have and they angle it in different ways each time. So that mm-hmm. way it doesn't they do feel like it's the same. It. Yeah, they do. Um, but it's clearly the same place. with a lot of the same decorations. <laughs> 
And that is um, definitely the same closet he and uh, Topanga were in for seven minutes of time. Uh-huh. There's only so, so much uh, redressing you can do for that. That's the thing. I have no idea if it's a set. I have no idea if it's a real basement. I don't think it's a real basement because they shouldn't no, have a closet a that big. But So where is this closet? I want to know what else has been filled in this closet. How do I find that? I don't know. We're not professionals. We're just doing this out of the love of the show. But <laughs> it was driving me crazy when I was looking at it because we – it wasn't that long ago that we watched those two episodes. And I'm thinking to myself, like, gosh, these episodes look – this place looks the same. Yeah. But if you go online and you search something like this, there's nothing about it. Why? Because no one thinks about this like I do, Brett. Nope. So no one people, has made the archives. Good-looking people. Has anyone else noticed this, that the same basement has been used in the show? Have you noticed other sets that have been reused in the show? Or is there other famous versions of this out there in other TV shows that you've seen? Let us know, because I cannot be the only person that noticed this. There you go. (laughs) Soapbox engaged. That that was my little conspiracy theory for a moment. Um but yes, but this this is the point that Corey should have had red flags and go, I'm gonna go. Because uh, yeah, Missy immediately says Missy immediately says, You didn't say anything about my dress. Do you like my dress? And he tries to say, Oh, Topanga has one like that, but longer. Mm-hmm. Um and just everything that she does is to hit on uh, him and everything he does is deflect, but not very well. I have my notes. Um, s- just very simply, Missy is a homewrecker. <laughs> Missy would like Corey. That's what she desires, and that's what she's going to get. She she is motivated, is what I would say about her. She has I'm a curious. goal in mind. I, I'm curious, because this episode was written by two women, and, and yes, Michael Jacobs took a final pass at it. But it was written by two women. I'm I'm curious if they wrote Missy as being someone who genuinely wanted Corey or just wanted Corey because Topanga had him and what her end goal Maybe. was. It does kind of feel like she has a anti-Topanga vibe. Like she could just be trying to ruin their relationship because she doesn't like Topanga. Mm-hmm. Topo Gijo? Topo Gijo won't matter. Topo Gijo's dress is too long. (laughs) Um, But they try to talk about uh, getting to know each other better, and Corey tries to go into details of his past life. (laughs) Uh, You know, little bits of information. That is just really funny for him to say. And uh, she's still trying to work it. And Corey then uses one of these lines that clearly he thought about. Which is, Missy Robin, you're trying to seduce me. But Missy she Robinson, says, you're trying to seduce me. I wish I were doing better. Which means she is trying and it's not going well. And she would mm-hmm. like this to be going easier. And up to this point, you know, yes. Uh, uh, at this up, up to this point, yes, Corey should have seen red flags. Corey should have just turned around and walked away if he's really that committed to being Topanga's boyfriend. But I, I give some grace because he is a 14, 15-year-old boy with his first real relationship and his first real taste of, oh, there's another girl out there who's interested. It's kind of nice to have another girl interested in me. But, you know, I'm not really going to do anything about it. 
up to this yeah. point, okay, he's playing it smart at times, you know, being trying to bore her and redirecting back to the Great Depression. Yes, I'm sure somewhere in his mind he's trying to find some way to work on their project. But once she admits to that, Corey's next steps should be, thank you, it's been a lovely evening, I need to leave. Yeah. No, he instead decides that uh, he needs to find out what time it is, and it's 9 o'clock. It's 9.09, actually. We're so war. they arrive roughly at 9 o'clock, so what was he expecting? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so... Corey asks a question that no people uh, in high school would understand at this point, which is, can I use your cordless? <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, once upon a time, phones had cords. Phones were only in the home <laughs> or office, and they had to have a cord. And if they didn't have a cord, they had to be charged on a little station, and then you could take them elsewhere. But for the most part, you had to keep your cordless uh, close by. I miss corded phones just for the sight gag of Corey trying to run up the stairs with it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So Corey then grabs a cord corded phone and sprints into a closet, a closet that is quite familiar to us viewers. And uh, except instead of it being Topanga in there and him having them having discussing of what's going on, Missy is full blown trying to seduce it's him spicy in that closet yes and Corey's this show talking... has a thing uh, this still has a thing about ears <laughs> that i've never fully understood and i still don't understand it as an adult but there's an intense oh. amount of going for ears and Corey really liking his ears being nibbled on and oh Susanna, and and this this is why i was really just Wondering what the uh, the writer's motivation was for Missy because Missy could have blown Corey's cover just by talking on the phone at yeah. that point. And I don't know why she didn't. I, I don't understand why she kept quiet at all during that conversation. What was I? I don't get it. But anyway, I'm not. I'm not a 14 year old girl. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, Corey hangs up the phone, and Corey's trying to talk to her, and she full-blown kisses him. Yep. On the lips. Yes. Um, <sighs> and Corey's trying to say, I can't do this. And she goes, I think you can. And he's like, no, I need to get out of here. I need to leave. I need to go right now. She goes, no, you need to stay. And then, I don't know where she goes, you need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I clipped, uh, I, I clipped uh, this next sequence oh, here. Good. So. No, no, no. Look, Missy, I have a girlfriend. I should be with her. But, I mean, you're you're a very nice person and clearly attractive. But uh, get out of here now. A little oversensitive. No, no, my father's here. Your father? Yes. And I am not supposed to have voiceover. You've got to get out of here fast. And how fast will that be? Do you see those deer? Yeah. Faster. Get out. Don't shoot, please. Oh, good, it's you. I want my best friend here when I die. Relax, there isn't a basement in this town I haven't escaped from. Well, then do it, quick. Backstairs, through the garage, over the fence, you'll land on some shrubs, and it's a 30-yard dash to the highway. 
Go! I've got a hunch you've done this before. <laughs> we didn't mention the deer on the, the heads on the wall. Her dad's a hunter. <laughs> oh, yes. Dad's a hunter. Not a Sean hunter. Uh, <laughs> nice little moment of uh, going to the deers and all of a sudden Corey seeing his face on there yelling, get out. <laughs> oh, it's it's a great one. There There are some really good visual gags in this one. There are. There's a lot of good little bits in this whole episode. There's no way mm-hmm. around it. Um, so, yeah, Corey uh, skedaddles out of there. Um, but before we get there, uh, we have Eric and uh, Alan and Amy sitting on the couch oh, yes. with no Morgan. She's probably off? in bed at this point and uh, <laughs> watching the game and. Ted Beanbag comes out, and Amy's kind of a little worried because he's looking very sickly. He yes. gets beamed in the head, and uh, Eric is does. celebrating and so happy. He's like, one more hit, baby, one more. <laughs> but apparently, he calls for the mic and says, uh, I, uh, I believe I am the biggest idiot on the whole planet, and uh, as of now, I retire. <laughs> One hit shy of the record. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have the right. It says, today I consider myself the stupidest man on the face of the earth. I quit baseball. (laughs) Still one hit shy of the record, and Eric's 200 macaroons were just down the drain. Yeah. Which I do love that beforehand... uh, Eric's like, this guy didn't know what he had when I walked into that shop. He goes, oh, I think I know exactly what he had. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So they make it down to Chubby's. Apparently, Chubby's is still open after uh, 9 o'clock. Restaurants uh, used to be open after 9 on Friday night. (laughs) Pre-COVID. So he's trying to get... uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, trying to get the ice cream from Chubby's. I didn't realize they also showed shoved, uh, sold ice cream, but, you know, hey, there you go. This is about the Chubby's only time we're told Chubby's do. does everything. They do. <laughs> they just didn't want to um, redress the set. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and it's Corey, Corey and Sean are talking about how they're home free. But Corey tells everyone in Chubby's that he kissed Missy. Yeah, he's talking very loudly that he kissed her, that he kissed her, which is not correct. She kissed him. I have a huge issue, because this is not the only time that this happens on Boy Meets World. This is a sitcom trope where the male character will take... Whether you consider it taking the blame for a kiss that they didn't initiate, they didn't stop, but he didn't kiss her, she kissed him. Now, mm-hmm. I don't don't hear what I'm not saying, good looking people. Corey was in the mm-hmm. wrong. But let's be completely intellectually honest here. Corey was kissed by Missy. Corey did not seek mm-hmm. out a kiss. In that time, Corey was doing everything short of walking out the door, which he should have done, to avoid being kissed, to avoid being seduced by Missy. 
Short of walking out the door, Corey was doing everything he could have to not cheat on Topanga. And here he yep. is, for whatever reason, giving into the sitcom trope of accidentally kissing someone and then under explaining the situation to Topanga. I, this is one of the dumbest tropes in sitcoms that I have always had a problem with. And I always will. Well, I will say that Big Bang, not Big Bang Theory, um, How I Met Your Mother. There's a great mm-hmm. episode when Marshall, after being married for several years, gets hit on. And I think potentially even kissed or a woman tries to make a pass at him. And he explains to his wife, this woman, who I thought was my friend, was making a pass at me. And mm-hmm. she tries to go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know the situation. And Lily beats her up. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Eric was, or Eric, why did I say Marshall. Eric? Um, Marshall <laughs> was trying to not. He didn't want anything to do with it. And yet this woman was pressuring him. And yep. so I agree with you in that it feels like Corey's guilt is forcing him to say that he accidentally kissed her or he did something and you know to quote the philosopher hitch you go 90 and then she goes 10 you don't go the whole hundred uh and so missy robbins you could argue went 90 to 100 and Corey did not want to go those directions mm-hmm. um Thus, it was not his fault that they kissed. She grabbed and planted one on her, him. Now, could he have done something to get out of the way? Should he have left beforehand? Yes. But should all of the blame of guilt lie upon him? No. This would be the same if a guy were to have kissed a girl. If Topang was in the situation and a guy did to her what she was doing to him... First of all, it would feel like a much more serious episode. Mm-hmm. And second of all, uh, you would not blame Topanga for that, regardless of what she was wearing or what she had son- said and done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we're both in agreement of, yes, Corey messed up, but Corey was not the actual. He was not trying to seduce her or yes. anything to that. He nature. messed up, but he's getting blamed for the wrong thing. Because right. if I had done and to I me will... what I did to them, then I'd have done the same thing to me that they did. <laughs> yeah, but I will say guilt plays a huge part of it. If him feeling mm-hmm. guilty of I didn't, I did not stop it before it happened. But you cannot control what you don't know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I love that Topanga shows up and she's trying to understand what happened. And Corey says, "I accidentally kissed her." She goes, "What did you trip?" And her lips caught your fall. <laughs> Which is, which is a great it's line not, by her. It's it's a great line. It's not a unique line. It it happens almost every time that someone uses the "I accidentally kissed someone," but mm-hmm. it's it's a great line from her. It's it's a fantastic response to that "I accidentally kissed someone." You can't ask for a better mm-hmm. one. <laughs> and I, I like that she's trying to understand of like, well, what type of kiss was it? Was it just this little peck? Was it on the cheek, or was it an actual like important kiss? And he's like, mm, wasn't like Nobody's that. Nobody's <laughs> ever kissed me like that before. <laughs> right. Which also makes sense to why he would say that because they've been together long enough. I would assume they would have already caught kissed like that. Thus, yeah. the show shows them doing that beforehand. So, again, a little more forgivable for the actual wording. Mm-hmm made the show but no, shows some kissing sh- like that in the basement of the poetry reading 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but anywho, I more importantly, Brett, is, I like that they this take this moment of, yes, this could destroy their relationship or just brings them closer together, resolving that, yes, this might have happened, but we can move past this. I do and, like that this showcases forgiveness. Yeah, it does. I mean, their relation they they talk about it in a weird way as the show progresses of well we start and we stop. We start and we stop so much, but they don't actually start and stop that much. It's mm-hmm. just one of them will mess up, one of them will do something and they will forgive each other. And sometimes it takes them longer to forgive each other. Sometimes it takes the it's it's harder for them to move past the things they've done, but that's also a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yep. I'm not going to put words in your and Kelly's mouth, but I'm assuming you guys have done things to hurt each other's feelings, whether intentional or unintentional and crossed a line you shouldn't have crossed. And you've, you know, talked it out, worked it out, said the things you needed to say. And, you know, you're growing in your relationship. I'm assuming. I don't know for sure. But oh, that's we've been what... married for 18 years. You're dead on in your assumption. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and you're not the same people you were when you first started dating. And the, the issues mm-hmm. and problems you have now is not the same as you do, you know, do do now. What you mm-hmm. had then is not the same as you do now. So because um, you're growing together. So that's that's yep. the vibe, I guess, we're talking about. And the <laughs> fact that Corey and Topanga at a young age in their in the first time they're really boyfriend, girlfriend that they're able to have a forgiveness moment is huge. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So yes, Corey messed up, but Topanga, it's, <laughs> it's almost like Topanga's saying, oh, you're trying to steal my man. No, you're not. He's my man. <laughs> and she, oh, gets you thought you were going to break me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Corey gets sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I love the closing to this episode, by the way, Uh, because you have uh, Feeney going to the guys to get his what they owe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me double check on exactly how much they owe, unless you have that uh, already to go. Oh, yes. Uh, Feeney is going to be collecting five hundred dollars from Eli and a cool 50 from uh, John. Yes, that's a big difference of uh, needing to collect $50 and $500 from someone. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, John, someone John hustled... did up his original. He upped it to $10 a mile. No, or it was, was uh, it? Five. $5 a mile. $5 a mile, yeah, yeah. from two originally. Yeah. He did 10 Yeah. Can you buy me lunch? <laughs> sure. For the rest of the year? <laughs> At but I'll say this: If Eli is in the is a similar position as I am in financially, if someone were to say, "Oh, you owe me five hundred dollars for charity because they hustled me," that would break a relationship. Yeah, because that, that is really a would. huge chunk of change uh, for a while for me still. Of mm-hmm. I seriously have to pay that much right now? That's ridiculous. Yeah, if I got hustled, that that would, I, I'd appreciate the hustle, but I'd be like, um, no, sorry, dude. Yeah. 
I mean, it's hilarious. I'll give you that, Brett. It's is hilarious. There's no way around it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we discover because Topanga is now on the phone with Corey that he is sick at home. But luckily for Corey, Topanga decides to send him a feel better gift, which is uh, yes. Trini, Trini! <laughs> in her final appearance on Boy Meets World, Brittany Murphy. I got a, her character was so weird, but I would have loved for her, the caliber of actress she is to stay mm -hmm. on this show longer. Yep. It's like this show I'm likes to you. do cool girls that don't stay, but also these really oddball characters who could be really interesting additions to the show who also just leave. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I know, man. I don't know. I know. I'm with you there. It's like it's going to take but, another two seasons before they're comfortable having multiple women on this show as main characters. I know. It's <laughs> Jacob's fault. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, that uh, is a high school thing, though. It really is. But, Brett, that was an episode. That was an episode. That was The Last Temptation of Corey, which means it's time for... People, 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 Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? Deep Dives. The show's episode gets its name based off of a film called The Last Temptation of Christ, a film from 1988. It's an epic religious drama from Martin uh, Scorsese, written by Paul Sarander. It's an adaptation of Nico Krasansky, controversial 1995 novel of the same name, starring Willem Dafoe, Harvey Keitel, Barbara Harshey, yeah, and several other big names, such as David Bowie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, That's released right, August. The Green uh, Goblin played Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, released August 12, 1988. Uh, budget of seven million dollars and made uh, 33.8 uh, million film depicts the life of jesus and his struggle with various forms of temptations including fear doubt uh depression uh reluctance wow i didn't realize i couldn't spell that reluctance and lust <laughs> so interesting stuff i've never watched it or read the book so i don't know much about it other than what uh i'm seeing online did you ever watch it brent i have not seen the full movie i've seen enough of it and read enough of the accompanying commentary to know but i've never seen the full thing it, it's not one that you would really go to church on a sunday morning to see <laughs> the passion yeah, of the Christ I had a feeling. is not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would not view this one as a uh, based on biblical context. So it's mostly no. a uh, secular worldview is oh, the best so. way to put it, and that's okay. <laughs> Only because we <laughs> it's, don't really it's know much. Art. I don't it's, know much it's about what it. it is. So, yeah, yes, and that's what all TV and movie is, Brett. It's all art. Uh, so the main theme of this episode, uh, and the, the title character of Missy Robbins really comes from 
the movie The Graduate. Uh, graduate and independent romantic comedy drama uh, by Mike Nichols um, based on a novel from 1963 same name by Chris like Charles Webb sorry uh, he wrote it shortly after graduating from college the film uh, tells a story about 21 year old Benjamin Braddock played by Dustin Hoffman as a recent college graduate as he tries to figure out what to do with his life now and a uh, married woman um, Mrs. Robinson um, who has a daughter same age uh, as the uh, Dustin Hoffman's character uh, she decides that she is going to see if uh you know, she can tempt him is the best way to put it. And they start a little bit of an entanglement, the two of them. Um, released December 21, 1967, uh, uh, as I said before. Uh, budget of $3 million and made uh, 104.9 in North America and 85 worldwide. Worldwide rentals. Interesting. But anywho, um, this is a classic, classic movie that has been in pop culture for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. So a big part of this movie is going to a wedding at the last second and stopping the wedding, running away with the bride. And it's a trope that's been used in many things throughout time. Um, and one of the things that people did not realize at the time of release was that the director had intended the uh, movie to end with a happy they smile at each other and then that's it except they got on the bus the two uh, actors they look at each other they smile and then they think the scene's over so then they kind of just turn away from each other and they're just kind of staring off into the distance and so the director thought this is a more interesting way to end the movie with not them being happy but kind of this thought of now what do we do with ourselves so sorry Mm -hmm. to spoil this movie but also it's very much a popular trope that started it's in this movie. Older than Boy so Meets World. <laughs> it's older than Boy Meets World on Boy Meets World, Brett. <laughs> it's it's so it's so old that Feeney would have saw it as a young man. Yes. <laughs> so as a young teacher, though. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, uh, one of the big things is that there's actually a movie. Uh, called uh, Rumor Has It, which is a Rob Reiner movie starring Jennifer Aniston, Kevin Cosner, uh, Mark Ruffalo, um, and Shirley MacLaine, where it assinuates that this is actually based on a real story. There really was a Mrs. Robinson. There really was a guy who came who slept with mom, slept with daughter, and, um, you know, Jennifer is trying to figure out, is that guy actually her father? Blah, blah, blah. It's complicated. It's, it's like, it's a part of the movie, but really at the end of the day, it's not really a part of the movie. So it's just, it's a way to talk about the story more. And then also we cannot talk about this anymore, Brett, without talking about the classic song, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, which basically Mrs. Robinson mm -hmm. Uh, song written by the music uh, duo of Simon and Garfunkel uh, part of their fourth studio bookends 
yeah, uh, from 1980 or 68, uh, written for The Graduate. Um, this song is probably one of the things that helped keep this movie in the zeitgeist because even though it's not called the graduate but it focuses in on uh this situation of uh this affair but it's kind of clouded in this almost sounds like a romantic song of you know of a love story but it's not (laughs) if you pay attention to the lyrics uh Which I will say, people, uh, as much as people may complain about lyrics today, go back and listen to some of the lyrics of the 80s. And I think you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. what people were singing about back then. Go back to the 60s, man. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I think I'll just cover this because there is one more uh, movie reference, big movie reference made in this uh, episode. Um, so there is a franchise I think Brett is uh, quite a fan of. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to throw it out there to you because there's a very mm-hmm. famous movie scene that has uh, deer heads on it. Uh, and it's from a little independent movie. Not everyone's heard of it, but it's called The Evil Dead 2. <laughs> I just watched the first one two nights ago. Yes. <laughs> so uh evil dead 2 is a sequel to evil dead um came out in 1987 essentially from my understanding i have not watched these movies brett so please forgive me um <laughs> but sam raimi who directed the first spider-man trilogy mm-hmm. in my opinion the best spider-man trilogy uh Agreed. he essentially <laughs> He had a vision for a movie he could not get made, so he made it in a way that could get made as cheaply as possible. Then once he had the funds to do the movie he wanted to do, he essentially made the movie he originally wanted to make uh, almost identically with it's, the same actor and called it part two. story. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it is a, a requel in the purest sense. Yes, so there is a very famous scene uh, where Bruce Campbell, who is the star of this franchise, also his mm-hmm. character's name is Ash, uh, he uh, is running around and he runs back into the house and there are these deers on the wall that are laughing at him. And I think there's other critters, too, that are making ruckus basically everything is alive everything is evil and it freaks him out and he starts laughing because he's going Mm -hmm. crazy (laughs) oh he snaps (laughs) and yes so this is a i would say more of a nod towards that movie of having Corey's Mm -hmm. head on the wall making a kind of demonic sounding get out sound um because mm-hmm. they couldn't go too full blowed of having you know a deer talking and everything but oh, you know no. <laughs> it's also not a bad trope in this time period of almost having this homage to this you know craziness and someone's mm-hmm. head being on a wall i think uh, uh fresh prince did this at one point too but so yes i, I figured so, yeah. you would like me bringing up a uh, evil dead though oh for yes you. always a good reference <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, two more. Would you rather hear about the baseball one first, Brett, or do you want to hear about that last? Sure. Let's do the baseball one first. Okay. So I did not look up the character that's listed as uh, Beanbag because I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, Brett, that's probably I'm pretty sure he's fake. Fake. 
<laughs> so I have here the list of a hundred players who have been hit by a pitch the most in their careers. So, <laughs> uh, oh, tell me you're not. For those them that all. don't know, yeah. So no, I'm not going to read them all. I promise. For those of you who uh, who don't know what baseball is, I don't know how that's possible because we literally talk about baseball nonstop in the first season. But for those of you that don't know, a uh, guy stands in the middle of the in the middle of the field, throws the ball. That's called a pitch. So pitcher pitches the ball to the batter. If the batter gets hit, it's called being hit by pitch. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they make it simple. So that way jocks that get hit in the head can understand. So anywho, um, the record for hit by pitch is uh, 287. Brett, would you like to take a guess on the name of said baseball player who's been hit by pitch 287 times? I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's probably for the best because the guy's name is Hugh Ambrose Jennings. Hmm. Yeah, yes. I, I wouldn't have uh, that. His, <laughs> yes, his career spanned from 1891 to 1925. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played for the Baltimore Oreos and actually won the National League Championship in 1894, 1895, and 1896. Um, in those seasons, he had a batting average of a three point sorry 0.335 0.338 and 0.41 so he was a pretty good pretty good player he actually uh was born in piston pennsylvania and passed in uh scranton pennsylvania passed away and uh yeah, born in 1869 and passed in 1928. I will say that if uh, if this this uh, this record that has stood for way over a hundred years at this point, um, yeah. if that were to get broken, that would be actually impressive. However, I be. don't think that's a record you really want to go after. No. But here's the thing. Um, just want to check. Nope, that's not what I was thinking of. Uh, Batty. Right now, there is um one guy who is getting close. Uh, Chase Utley. He's had over two hundred and four hits. Uh, he is, I believe, retired at this point. Uh, Frank Robinson, Jason Giambi, um, Alex Rodriguez. Only if he got hit more. Uh, Derek Jeter. All these guys have been impressively hit quite a bit. However, uh, right now, the two active players who, I don't know, maybe they could break the record. Uh, Starling, uh, yeah, Starling Martin, uh, Marte, who used to play for the Pirates. I can't remember where he plays now. I think for the Mets. Uh, he is at 154 right now. So, you know, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And Anthony uh, Rizzo from the Cubs, he's actually at 213. So he's only, uh, you know, 
75 pitches away from breaking the sucker. Hmm. And you know what he'll so, say if he breaks that? He'll step up to the microphone and he'll say, You're proud of me, aren't you? <laughs> I was his hoping manager, the actual... Uh, I didn't clip that. But his manager will turn around and look at him and say, You're batty. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect to actually find that information, so it was kind of interesting. So, last but not least, Brett, uh, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and talk about Sean Hunter's uh, re- correct answer of Franklin Roosevelt and the uh, New Deal. So, uh, yes. Yes. As we know, Franklin Roosevelt, president uh, from 1933 to 1939, uh, mm-hmm. brought about the, the New Deal, uh, which brought about... Um, here, I'll just read it verbatim. Uh, included new uh, constraints and safeguards on banking industry in efforts to reinflate the economy after prices had fallen sharply. The New Deal program includes both laws passed by Congress as well as presidential executive orders during the first term of President pres- the presidency of Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um. So basically the goal for the New Deal was to get uh, America back on track so that way we could get out of the Great Depression and start moving into a better position uh, in the world. Um, You guys know this, but we had the Great Depression. That was really bad and uh, needed the government to step in, step up and actually do its job. I don't know why I'm saying it like this. It's not like there's chaos right now going on in our government. But, you know, polit- you know, the Franklin Roosevelt brought a- about an era of the government doing things to actually make uh, the lives better of the people in America at the time because things were bad. So let's just take a two seconds, Brett, and say, wouldn't it be nice if politicians actually did what they're supposed to do and actually run the government and actually, you know, oh, try to do fantastic. things? now they weren't perfect because clearly things go bad but you know some of the things included uh were the civilian uh corp the work progress administration the civil work administration the farm security administration and the national and the national and national industry industrial 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 sorry the national industrial recovery act and the uh beginning of social security administration so brett uh again i say maybe politicians could take a look at this because we're coming on to about getting close to a hundred years after the fact. And uh, there's a strong possibility. And I've heard this around the world that, uh, you know, certain generation right now is having a much harder time getting the things that their great grandparents got, even though we're going through very similar financial situations. So not saying things are horrible, but uh, they could be better. I've heard that. (laughs) <laughs> Again, if politicians did their job, if they sh- if if politicians would show up like T Swift shows for Travis Kelsey, things would be better, <laughs> Brett. Every episode, <laughs> and those are your deep dives. 
Alrighty then. Oh. You're proud of me, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well then. You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend Mr. Matthews will lead the discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? Yes. What did we learn? <laughs> Tyler, what did we learn from this episode? Oh, gosh. I feel like this is one of those episodes, and I know that you're going to get tired of me saying this, Brett, but I feel like it's a, how can I learn so much this, so much, but yet still be so stupid? Um, but I guess the thing that I will say is just being more willing. You know, what? I'll, I'll uh, go back for a second. There's a podcast called Crime Junkies. I've listened to some of the episodes. My wife loves it. You know, a lot of women love Crime Junkies. Um, I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy myself. But uh, one of the things they say is it's better to be rude than to be dead. Because there are people that part of their story is that they were kind, they were nice, because they didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, and they made poor choices. So one of their rules is, uh, it's better to be rude than to be dead. So, Corey, be rude. And it's okay, Corey slash Tyler, if you end up being a little <laughs> bit of rude, if you're put in an uncomfortable situation, in a situation you don't want to be in. Also, Sean okay. needs to be a better friend. I keep learning that, too. Sean needs to step up uh, and be a better yeah. friend. That he does. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, what'd you learn? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've been in this situation with Corey uh, a couple of times before, it seems. It, it feels like. So my, my lesson that I'm learning and I'm reteaching is explain yourself when something happens to you clearly. Don't Don't just fall back on whatever comes out of your mouth first. Make sure you communicate clearly, whether it's I accidentally kissed someone or I have a girlfriend and if this is all that you're going to do at this party, I'm leaving. I want to focus on my project. Make sure you're communicating effectively. Yeah. That's my learning. (laughs) So, let's look at... I'm right? No, you're exactly right. So am I done with my education? Can I go? How would you grade this puppy, Tyler? Oh, I gotta go with an A. I don't think it's an A+, plus, but I think, I think this is one of the strongest episodes this season. So I go with an A. Mm. You're not gonna like my grade. Ooh. I went with a C plus. Explain, explain. <laughs> uh, my C plus was um, well, it's for two big reasons. One, Eric's B story just kind of felt like it was just there. I mean, it just yeah, just jokes for jokes' sake, you know, which is fine. But we already had the B story. We already had. We really had two B stories that weren't either big enough for a B story. We had Eric and we had Eli and Feeney. I mean, we just had two side joke stories, which you know, they're they're fine. They're just there. Um, but really, it's it's Corey and 
the way that he just continues to roll with blowing through all of these red flags. And like I said in my complaint, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. He just didn't make the right decisions. And he didn't seek out any advice beyond Sean. And I would have liked to have seen some... I don't know. I, and, and there's not really anyone that he could have sought advice from. It's just one of those episodes where I, I, I will watch it. And there's so many great little visual gags and everything in it. I just, I get to the end and I, I that ending moment between Corey and Topanga, as much as I like that it ends in forgiveness, it doesn't ring as fully authentic to me. Topanga seems a little too quick to say, fine, I'll just give you my sickness and we're even. Especially Fair. when the whole accidentally kissed. I, 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 I need a little bit more there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. But also keep in mind that these are 15-year-olds. Oh, yes, they are. So... These are 15-year-olds that, I mean, in the production of the show, they just said they loved each other. So <laughs> clearly they can work past this. Um, I'm going to oh, be honest with you, Brett. Can. A lot of your, a lot of the things that you said helped push me up to <laughs> an A because I was, uh, I mean, honestly, if before we talked, I probably would have said like B, maybe B plus. But I mean, like mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that we talked about and I just I really enjoyed our part of the conversation bumped me up to an A because <laughs> I've well, always I, liked this episode. I actually I, bumped my like... own. I actually bumped <laughs> my own grade up, uh, but I, I was at a C minus before we started recording. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, so and dear it's, viewers, it's not, sometimes we we it's, adjust it's our grade that I hate because we talk episode. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that I hate the episode. I mean, I, I will watch the episode over and over again, and I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I, I will quote the episode. Yeah. It's just from uh from an artistic from an artistic viewpoint, from a storytelling viewpoint, there are just some holes that I have a hard time getting past. No, and that's fair. I just think that the the. The actress that played Missy Robbins, I think she did a phenomenal job and kind of carried this episode in a way. Like, Corey was almost a passenger in his own show. He really um, was. He, he ben, wasn't Ben, aside the main from a few character. line readings, was... Yeah. And aside from, a, aside from a few line readings, he wasn't the same Ben Savage we've gotten used to this season. Yeah. It's almost like he didn't know how to what to do with himself his girlfriend wasn't what, there what do i do with who my is hands? Yeah, what do i do with my hands <laughs> <laughs> which really doesn't sound good when we're talking about cory and a girl <laughs> no well, okay anyway <sighs> yes brett actually it does make sense <laughs> um but yeah i was just gonna say that uh we you know we are coming from this from the adult perspective and we, you know some of this is going to fall flat for us now, but I think this is one of those that I've seen this one so much over the years that I have some nostalgia for it too, which has always mm -hmm. kind of kept it up higher for me. Um, and you know, 
again, at the end of the day, I don't mind when Eric is in not a lot of the episode. At least he had something he was doing. And previous times yeah. when you and I have roasted this show, it's because Eric would just walk in, walk sleep out, study. say a line or two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't mind the sleep study that much, but I mean, there, <laughs> at least he has something this episode. So yeah. and I, <laughs> the I mean, stuff he's he doing have, is funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't need something deep from him, but it's just like, He's just there, Eli. I mean, we've we've got a couple of B plus that are just kind yeah, of. I mean, they don't they don't have to advance. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying they have yeah. to, but it just well, feels like they're just they're they're just they just feel like filler to me. And it's if we're yeah. gonna have filler, just let's go with one. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Brett. I think this show is mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do we have the adult storyline, the teenage drama storyline, but also have a funny thing Mm -hmm. so it's almost like they have like an a b and c plot which you it's hard to have that in a kid's teenage show Mm -hmm. you need to have a focus and they didn't incredibly so and i mean they they met their goals they needed they needed to feature the adults they needed the drama they needed the comedy and they and and they they checked off those boxes and i i don't fault them for that yeah. And at least they were in the episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And at least so. we got Alan and Amy. Yeah. And exactly. in a few weeks, we'll get Morgan back. <laughs> Yay. I've not actually caught up. I've not watched too far ahead, so I can't remember when she comes back. Every time she's like, they're doing stuff, I go, she must just be sleeping or must be sleeping somewhere <laughs> that they don't feel like talking about. Yeah. She's a Um Yes. So, Brett, I believe I owe you a dad joke. You do owe me a dad joke. If it'll load up for me. It decided to disappear. Okay. <laughs> All righty, Brett. What do you call an angry carrot? An angry carrot. I don't know. What do you call an angry carrot? A steamed veggie. <laughs> all right well good looking people where did my outro theme go i don't know that's what i'm waiting for <laughs> that's what i'm looking for i i uh, i loaded it in where do we learn how can i learn so much game show theme give me one second here Ah <laughs> uh, man, I I put it in here and it's anyway. There it is. All right, so anyway, good-looking people. There it is. There it is. Well, Brett. This has been quite a special episode for us. Brand new theme. I still love it, even though it messed me up at the beginning. And <laughs> I'm curious what the good looking people think of it. Do you like the new theme? Hey, if you're on YouTube, are you enjoying seeing our beautiful faces? Do you enjoy seeing our messes? <laughs> yes, our messes and our, our, our swag, our gear. Swag, yes. swag, swag. Yes. Now, you can't get Tyler's now. Maybe uh, no. next time. We'll, we'll bring that back next time we do a fundraiser for MS Footprints, but mine is there. 
which, by the way, dazmeatworld.threadless.com. And yep. you can find us online on our social profiles at dazmeatworld, at dazmeatworld, on Twitter slash X, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And you can send us an email at dazmeatworld at gmail.com. Yes, so Tyler, we want to hear from you. Yes. I checked the email this afternoon. We don't have any email messages. We want to hear from you. We want some want to hear from uh, some hard hitting emails about why you hate my grade for this episode and why Tyler's yes, right. Yes, tell us, tell us why Brett's wrong, <laughs> and also let us know if you've noticed weird uh, times TV shows have reused the same uh, locations. That's right. Who else used the basement in this episode? Yeah. So Tyler, until next time, I'll see you. Good looking. For you, good looking. You can find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story. If I'm not here by 9 o'clock, then we must be at war. <laughs> yes. How many clips did you play while you were waiting for me? Oh, that was only like two. I was going to say, I just need to start working on my setup because right now it's just my blank wall of my dining See, room. See, what, because... what you need is you just need to get a big Dad's Meat World tapestry from the Dad's Meat World mm. shop. <laughs> just mm. hang it behind you until you get it all set up. <laughs> That's true.